Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Before we start today's podcast, a quick heads up on Sherlock's VIP club. From restaurants, bars and hotels to beauty, wellness and shopping, Sherlock's partners with some of London's best destinations and hottest brands to bring its VIPs exclusive monthly offers. So why not sign up? It'll cost you just £5 a month or £50 for the year. Use your card once or twice and you'll have made that amount back in no time. For more information, visit sherlocksvip.com. Welcome to the Sherlux Highlights podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined by Astrid Carter, Pascal Day, and Becky Hull. Hi, guys. Hello. Hey. How's everyone doing? Good, thank you. How are you? Good. I was at a wedding last night. Jews have weddings on a Sunday, which is so bad for Monday <laughs> in the office. Feels so I'm fine, I'm fine. But if I sound a little croaky, that is why. Like, Literally no other day, just always on Sunday. No, I mean, you could get married in the week, but you can't get married on Saturday because it's the Sabbath. And so obviously if you, it's the same way that Christians can't get married on a Sunday. It's like vice versa. And you, yeah, you could get married on a Tuesday, but then everyone would have to take a day at work. So yeah. selfish. So I didn't even fun. know that. Yeah. just can't get married on Sunday. You can't. Not in a church anyway. Anyway, how are your guys' weekends? What's everybody been watching? Well, that actually leads quite nicely into the final of Fleabag. Oh my God, of course. Astrid messaged me on Saturday being like, have you talked about this on the podcast yet? Like, I love your first thought. Oh good, we can talk about it on the podcast. It was so good. Oh, it was so good. So the final episode was last Monday and I won't spoil anything in case people haven't watched it yet. But, oh my God, just how talented is Phoebe? She is incredible. I got a press release this week with a really funny fact that when the first episode of series two aired the search term religious on Pornhub spiked by it was 162% oh, oh my, my god. god that's because there's this hot priest yeah if had, anyone has that you don't it. know yeah. Yeah. he's not that, actually hot no it's more it's this sexy character. Yeah. It's a sexy character. And it, I also think it's part of the chemistry that Fleabag has with him. If you haven't seen it, she always does this look to camera and it's kind of talking to the audience. And he's the only one that picks up on it. So when she looks away, he says things like, where did you go? Where did you go there? And it's such a shock to her. But the first time he picked up on it, it was such a shock to me as well. I was yeah. just like, oh my God. <laughs> like he gets her. Like he gets her. Yeah. <laughs> but if you haven't watched it, it's so worth a watch. It's so good. And she has said that that's it. It's the final yeah. season now, which is so disappointing. But it's so good and so perfect. And mm. she just rounded it all off. And now it's just this like perfect thing. Like 40 towers, you know, like 12 episodes. Mm. I need to see it because I haven't seen <gasps> oh, it. I know. So I'm ashamed. I don't know if there's enough murder in it for you. Yeah, to be fair. <laughs> It's probably not dark enough no. for me. So. It's pretty dark. <laughs> and also, we did just hear today that she is going to be supervising the new James Bond script. Amazing what news. Yeah, which yeah. is really exciting. Just on the facts about Fleabag, I read another one that was like, the sales of gin and tonic tins spiked as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she likes a tinny. She loves yeah. a tinny. 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 We quite like them here, Who doesn't actually? like a tinny? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Becky, what have you been watching? So, I have been watching a series on Netflix called On My Block. I watched the first season last year 
it. It basically follows three 14-year-olds, and it is set in America. They are Spanish, Mexican, it's all different ethnicities. And basically, these three 14-year-olds, they bring humour, but it's actually hiding really deep undertones of gangs and violence. And also feminism, there's all these different like strings to it. But it's uplifting at the same time because they make it funny. But it is dark. Like the first series, when it ended, my heart was in my mouth because the last episode is shocking. Is it a drama? It's a drama, yeah. Right. But it's just, it brings in like so many current issues in the world, but masks it with humour and these three children. And it's not something you'd think you would enjoy, but mm. I am completely addicted to it. And Jamal is my favourite character. He absolutely cracks me up. And is it in English? Mm. It's in English. Okay. They're all American. But yeah, it's... It's quite hard hitting, but yeah. it's cool. it's really good. I yeah. recommend it if you can stick with it in the first two episodes of the first series, but then the second series is even better. And how many episodes? Is it one of those like eight episodes? I think it's eight episodes per season, but each episode is only 30 minutes, so it's really digestible. Okay. I have to give a quick shout out. I know I've talked about it on the podcast before, but to The OA, which I finally finished (gasps) season two of. It got a bit weird this season. Have you watched it? No, because I want to go back and watch the end of season one, because it was such a long time ago, and it is very confusing. There's a really good recap at the beginning of season two, so I don't think you actually have to go back and watch the whole episode, because they go through it quite but it gets very sci-fi in this season like Mm. season one is all about a blind girl who went missing as a teenager I think like you know beginning of her teenage years comes back seven years later and is no longer blind and so it's about her story of how she got there and I mean you couldn't even begin to make up this complicated insane story and although it was really convoluted and far-fetched it also still kind of felt semi-plausible whereas season two delves a bit more into kind of fantasy a little bit so in season one there was no magic or trickery or anything supernatural really whereas actually season two is full of that so I'm not sure how I felt about it I still really enjoyed it but I think it was just maybe a little bit far-fetched yeah. for me Harry said the same as you he's watched it but rather slyly without me can I just oh, say really? but he <laughs> said that he was really confused mm. and loads of new characters and it got a bit weird yeah which is a shame because it was so brilliant mm. and genius and now I just feel like they got a bit carried away yeah so anyway I still love her though she's amazing she is amazing she, yeah. yeah Brit Marling is definitely still worth a watch let's talk about Easter now it's Easter this weekend four day break and we wrote a piece on everything you need for the ultimate Easter this is a very comprehensive piece of content Astrid <laughs> lovely so everything from the best Easter eggs to Easter themed beauty you basically have everything you need here to celebrate Easter accordingly. I'm fascinated by the beauty. I have to say, egg cream pore tightening mask. I feel like the beauty industry has really jumped on the Easter bandwagon, I mean. Definitely. I would say, though, this brand, Too Cool for School, they've launched a whole new range of products and actually they have impressive ratings and reviews, whether you want it for Easter or not. There's also some fun homeware, like, oh, I'm really into that rabbit table lamp. Mm. So, yeah, there's some really nice ideas if you are going to stay with family or friends over the Easter break and just ideas of taking them a gift that's something a bit different rather than an egg. So, in terms of celebrating, in inverted commas, Easter, what do you guys do? (laughs) Is there a religious side to it for you? Do you just indulge in the eggs? We kind of all just come together. It's a bit like Christmas. You just use it as an excuse, I think, to get together with your family, but we're not religious, so... what we usually always do is go up to a place called Ashdown Forest which is near Winnie the Pooh was invented there just so you know guys and then just go to the pub that's like something we do every year lovely Pascal 
We have this really fun tradition. I do it with Ollie now because I don't tend to go home for Easter and he thinks it's weird. <laughs> but basically we'll have like two boiled eggs each and then get loads of colouring pens and then we'll draw each other on one egg and then we have to show each other. And then on the other one we draw someone that we used to know or our relatives or something and then we have to guess who that person is and it's all really lame. Fun! But like, that is it's fun. really funny. Fun. And we do it every year and then you can't really eat the eggs because they get all the colouring on. <laughs> It's worth it. But it's fun. <laughs> it's good fun. And it's like the only tradition that I have from like my family. And I, I love like it. That. Do you yeah. buy each other eggs? Well, no. my brother actually makes chocolate. What? So for this Yeah, that uh, was uh, tell us more about thing. that. I, yeah, well, I know. I should PR them a bit more, you shouldn't should. I? Sorry, bros. My brother Jamie makes chocolate. He's got a brand called J Coco. So if I buy eggs, it kind of has to be from him. Cute. <laughs> Easter traditions? Yeah, usually it's always about family. I think Christmas and Easter are the only times that you really do make the effort to get together mm. but yeah I always buy eggs for my family boyfriend etc okay so if someone were to buy you an Easter gift what are you after Pascal what does it for you probably like the egg poacher because I'm not very good at doing poachies okay yeah <laughs> poached eggs is an art and yeah it really is it, it's really yeah. hard to cook on mats that you can do it for yourself but that's yeah. about it yeah. Yeah. you can't entertain with poached eggs it's probably that <laughs> fresh eggs are the secret yes fresher the better mm. yes. Astrid <laughs> Do you know what? As much as I love the fancy ones, I'd be quite happy with just like a mini eggs Easter egg. Oh, oh yeah. Can't yes. with one of those. Eggs, I am yeah. going to stock up on some mini eggs, actually. Yeah. yeah. Not that I need it. <laughs> I mean, I've been eating them all the time anyway, yeah, but I am best. obsessed. Yeah. yeah, and also because you can only get them for a limited mm. time of the year. You've got to just do it. it. You mm. absolutely go for it. Well, happy Easter, everybody. Enjoy your time. Last week in the Sharks office... A Marmite Easter egg landed in the kitchen, which was obviously proved to be incredibly divisive. So it got us thinking about Marmite. And Heather wrote a piece on the secret ingredients chefs love and featured everything from recipes, including Marmite, to all our favourite Marmite-themed products, of which there are many. Are there not, Becky? Oh, my God, I'm obsessed with Marmite. So, you're a Marmite lover. I am. I just love the saltiness. Me too. too. I love the saltiness too. Astrid, not sure if you're a fan. Well, I think I am. I'm a Marmite newbie from childhood. I thought I didn't like it, so I just never entertained it. But you shared some of your Marmite goodies with me last week, and, yeah, they went down well. Good. Pascal? Yeah, they're all right. Marmite. (laughs) You can't be all right. Love it or hate it, that's the whole thing. Marketing question. campaign. <laughs> <laughs> I don't love it. Would you veer more on liking it to not liking it? I like a little bit of it. Okay. Not a lot of it. <laughs> you don't need a lot of it. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I guess I like it. Okay. So let's start with Marmite flavoured things, shall oh, we? So mm-hmm. we had Marmite baby bells. Oh, oh I did you have them? Yeah, I didn't get one of them. I didn't. I did. Heather set up like a secret channel to me. It was really good. Oh my god, like the stonemasons of the Marmite world. We were like literally, we had a secret handshake and everything. Heather gave me quite a few of the things that she had called in to try for this piece. This was at about like five o'clock and it was quite a warm day and the Marmite Baby Bells had been in her bag and I she came to me I was like, Heather, I think you should go in the fridge and she was like, mm, yeah, maybe. Anyway, I guess she didn't give a shit because she wasn't the one eating them. So I feel like my tasting experience was a little spoiled by kind of by the <laughs> sweatiness of the cheese. Oh, no, you can't have a sweaty Baby Bell. It was a sweaty Baby Bell. But Marmite and cheese was not to love, right? Marmite and cheese is one of my favourite hangover foods. Yeah. The first time I had it actually was in Starbucks and Marmite and cheese toasting <laughs> and I've tried to replicate it my whole life when I'm hungover <laughs> it's literally you look genuinely sad that you can't I've never my whole life you could just go to a different Starbucks and buy it Becky that's one of like every high I could high just street. never get the cheese ratio right 
Horatio right, but that combination is <laughs> off the charts. I agree. What else? You're partial to a cracker. The Love Marmite a cracker. cracker. And actually, I noticed that the Marmite flatbreads were on here. And do you remember I had them a couple of weeks ago? And yes, everyone was like, what are they? They're really good. Trendsetter. So, yeah, they are actually so good because they've got a bit of cheese on. Yes, they do. Mm. Yeah, they're, they're delicious. Really We've also got the Marmite rice crackers, which I think they're like twiglets, in my opinion. Yes, I would agree with that. They've got yeah, kind of twiggy like t- taste and vibe. And then we also had the Marmite flavoured Walker's crisps. Didn't try them. Didn't try them. I think I ate them all. Yeah, you were quite I told you this mean is- with them. I, I was like, I tried some and desk. you gave me like one. It was like, you know when they hold the bottom of the bag <laughs> so you can just get the top of you? <laughs> <laughs> it was that. But I didn't want you testing out whether you liked it. Like, I didn't want it to be wasted in case it turned out that you didn't like it and you've eaten my crisps. They were good, but they just tasted a bit kind of beefy. Yeah. I wouldn't say Marmite mm. was the, but I quite the like one flavour. I'm upset as well. in like this whole thing, all I got was one cracker. <laughs> Okay, and now cooking with Marmite. I have talked many, many times over the years about my propensity to add Marmite to spaghetti, which I'm actually just going to clear up really quickly because I know you are a hater, but that does not mean squeezing, you know, a bottle of Marmite onto plain spaghetti. You have to kind of make a sauce of it. So like a bit of milk, some grated cheese, salt and pepper and Marmite, melt it all together and put it on your pasta. Mm. Sensational. I'd be down for that. Yeah. Good. Does anyone else have a cook with Marmite? No. I do. We use it in gravy. Oh, yes. That's a really good idea. Yeah, which is yeah, quite nice. Yeah. That's fine. You can also make Marmite chicken, which is really delicious. Oh, I'd imagine Ooh, that's really, nice. really, really nice. But what I loved on this piece was scallops. Oh, the picture. Oh, my God. Amazing. This is this. Unbelievable. It's Steve Groves, who's the head chef of Rue at Parliament Square. And he uses Marmite as seasoning for asparagus with scallops, Jersey Royals and Marmite. Oh, my God. I'm literally... My mouth is watering looking mm. at that picture. That looks delicious. Okay, so... And what was the verdict on also the chocolate egg? Because I feel like if you're not into Marmite, that could be a step too far. Didn't uh, happen. Didn't get the chocolate egg. <laughs> that's it. You no. and Heather munched it too no, that's not. that's not true. It went around the whole office. Did, absolutely didn't. Did not. Did, did you have some? I that's had Maria some. nodding. Oh, you did have some? It was in the kitchen. Oh, yes, you did. Oh, Pascal. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she did. It wasn't very nice. It was just, I couldn't put my finger on the taste. And then you were like, oh, it's a little bit meaty. And I was like, oh, that it like perfectly. Yeah. It had like a meaty aftertaste. No. It's not what you want. I would describe it as like really salty chocolate. That wasn't bad because if you like that kind of sea salty chocolate thing, it's fine. But there it is, that meaty aftertaste. Yeah, that's that. Well, Good to know. if you do want to know how to use Marmite in the kitchen, because God, if you like salty food, that is just like heaven genius, on earth, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So if you do want to know, then do check out Heather's piece on the site. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, next up, 
dainty tattoos. Becky, you wrote a piece on everything you need to know before getting what is a very trendy miniature <laughs> tattoo right now. Why did you write this? Are you considering it? I just always feel like it's a topic of conversation, really dainty, pretty tattoos, mm. and they're always all over Instagram. And also, it was actually stemmed from going to a beauty event recently where they were doing them, and I was like... Really? Really? I get one? Yeah. My God, I just so obviously cool. didn't. I think I do one in those circumstances. Would you? You see, I did think it, but then I thought, this is kind of what inspired the piece. I was like, I wouldn't know where to do it. I wouldn't know where's off the quickest. So and you're still stuck with it for now. <laughs> spur of the moment mm. or not so yeah it kind of just came from that and they are really trendy super popular they're like an extension of your accessories really so they it's are. quite nice well we're talking about the really teeny tiny ones so there's yeah. some pictures here of like those really miniature like hearts and stuff exactly but also larger ones that are just that more kind of sketched very fine very lines. fine lines. yeah exactly. exactly and what did you take away from this piece do you still want one I mean I will never get one well <laughs> never say never <laughs> but I don't think I'd get one just because I know A I'm such a wuss and B I feel like I'd get it and then I'd immediately be bored of it but if I was to get one I'd get it on the finger but when I interviewed Zaya who is the person behind the piece she said that that is one of the areas that fades the most because it gets a lot of rubbing and you just have to constantly have it redone and okay. it's too much maintenance for me my friend actually goes to Zaya she's does got she? quite a few dainty tattoos she's really amazing cool. um, and her tattoos are really stunning mm. where does one find Zaya? so you can find Zaya at South City Market in London Astrid, so you say you've got friends who've been to see Zaya. Would you ever be tempted? No, I think they always look really cool on other people, but I think if I was going to get a tattoo, I would have done it by now. Mm. I'd just get bored of it. But don't you think then the mini ones, kind of alternative to that? So if you are scared of, like, a traditional one, this is the way to dabble. Yeah, I just think I know I would, in a few years, I'd be like, why did I do yeah, that? Yeah, I'm exactly the yeah. same. Pascal, you've got a tattoo on your wrist. Yeah. Would you be tempted <laughs> to add to your collection? Weirdly, even though I hate this one, I do want to get one when I turn 30 next year but I've had like a good few years to think about it Mm -hmm. and make my choice whereas my other one was done just because I was like trying to be cool when I was like 19 (laughs) like it's a complete mistake but I would like a very little ampersand just above my elbow so why there? well I quite like the area there but I'm undecided between there and like on the other side like the back of your yeah because if in a few years I don't like it I don't have to look at it Mm. so it's okay she does say actually in the piece that that's one of the most popular places because you just get little flashes of it yeah. yeah so it's not like a permanent yeah, yeah. I've got a tattoo <laughs> <laughs> I've always thought that the side of your boob like mm. under where your arm sits is quite a good place to do it yeah. because that way you only see it in the summer or like in a bikini you know it's not like a kind of permanent in your face yeah thing and why an ampersand it's like connecting and moving on to the next bit of my life I feel and that connection and just being with Ollie when I turned 30 and all these kind of things that just connect me to this time of my life and my friends and my family that kind of thing that's That's really really nice I had thought about it re-wedding I don't know why it feels like something you should be marking an occasion yeah Mm. if you're ever going to do it I suppose then it's to mark an occasion yeah but what would I do short of getting like the date or Ben's initials (laughs) I know well I always think of Beyonce and Jay-Z and they've got each other's initials haven't they on the wedding yeah Yeah. it's too gangster like imagine me with that (laughs) yeah (laughs) Shit. You know what? I also just think when you're really pasty, it can look It just doesn't. Yeah. 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 And they really smudge. Like, mine's quite yeah. smudgy now. That's down to also where on your body you have exactly. it. Exactly. Oh, yeah. She said it, where the skin is thick. Although, actually, I wouldn't have thought that it was that thick on your wrist. But she said that particularly ones on your ankle, she says she sees smudgy versions yeah. a lot mm. because it's just quite coarse. Especially, I guess, skin. with jeans and things. Yeah, it's yeah. just constant rubbing. Yeah. But I think dainty tattoo or not, you've always got to think about it really hard. Yeah. Because it's just there forever. I think that's true. I really like these, like, really dainty bits of rubbing 
writing. Did you see what John Legend and Chrissy Teigen had done mm. this oh, week? Oh yeah, I think I did see that. What yeah. did they have? They had each other's names, but like in that, I know in the that, like really elegant like, script. Yeah. yeah, it's quite hard to read. Yeah, yeah. read. Um, yeah, but that kind of writing is so of the moment right now. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think in ten years it's going to be like and dolphin I think on your ankle. Exactly or something. what's scary about tattoos? You get Chinese symbols. It's so cool, and then all of a sudden, like ten years, you're like, well, if you are considering getting a tiny tattoo, that is a lovely one. That little heart one. I know, really pretty. Gosh, there's some really good inspo in this piece. So even if you do just want to have a look at what we're talking about, or if you do want more information about getting one of these tattoos from the experts, then check out the piece on the site. Time for a bit of fashion now. We wrote a piece on the most common fashion misconceptions. So the myths that people tend to believe about style and the truth behind them. So whether it's things like sequins only for the evening or your bag and shoes should match, we basically debunked everything you may have ever assumed about fashion. I want to know. Anyone surprised to see anything on this list? Do you know what? I am always really conflicted about wearing silver and gold jewellery together. I like it, but I don't do it because I always think it's like a rule. Oh, yeah. So I was quite happy to see that on here. That's a myth. Well, there kind of are no rules anymore. Like, there were so many back in the day and there's always the things that like your mum or your grandma will tell you but so many of those things are no longer relevant and silver and gold jewellery is one of them and I mean I always mix up mine yeah you d- yeah. I know I like it I'm always. into it I'm going to start doing it because I have a really big mix but I just used to think I can yeah. collaborate the two you can and actually my engagement ring is silver but I'm having a gold wedding ring like I'm actually going to go yeah. I like that you can mix and match I thought that was a nice myth to yeah. debunk Good. I enjoyed that. Good. I say please. Pascal? I'd like to see the oversized clothes ones in action. Okay, which that one was what remind me. It's like that you can wear oversized clothes together. Yes. I just don't believe it. So the myth was <laughs> that oversized clothes need balancing out and the reality is that you can pair. Yeah. It's for like, you know, in like comedy films when someone's like gone for being an adult and they wake up and they're a kid and they're, but they're still wearing they shrunk. adult clothes. That's all I can think of. Okay, I take your point. I think it's all about how you wear it and what those pieces are. So, you know, an oversized hoodie with oversized jeans isn't going to necessarily make you feel very chic but there are so many things now that are oversized like blazers or very long skirts oversized doesn't have to mean that it's too big for you it can just mean that it's longer or taller or Mm. you know there's more fabric different proportions than the kind of norm do you think I could do that at five foot one yes but I think just carefully I think you'd need to cinch in so you could for example wear a suit that was slightly baggier but I'd wear like a belt with it as well or like you know a tight rib knit underneath or something Mm. to kind of give the illusion of smaller size elsewhere Mm. Okay. And do you feel like I could do that as a tall person or will I look like the ghost of Christmas future? <laughs> I think you could, but probably slightly differently. I wouldn't go for a blazer. Or you could do a blazer, but I'd go for something more feminine. So I think if you're shorter, the androgynous thing works because you will start to look a bit drowned in the kind of mm. long skirts, big jumpers thing. But actually, I can see you in that. I think I'd look really cool. Yeah, I could see Pascal in that. Yeah. As you, I'm sure none of these came as a surprise to you, but is there a rule that you used to be taught that you now steer clear from? Not that I was taught, but maybe one that I've always kind of gone against, and that's the one that sequins should only be worn at night. Also, lots of people, like, when Christmas time comes around, they're like, oh, I can't wait to get my sequins out. It's like, just wear them whenever. <laughs> you are particularly good at wearing I love textures. a sequin. Yeah, you do like a like sequin. Like a fancy top with just some jeans is cool. So yeah, that's the one I always go against. That's like a good one. I think Trini has done a lot for that mm. trend. She's really championed sequins for the daytime. And actually, I think that's because sequins used to be gold or silver or black, and you know, it was like at Christmas time mm. and it looked very popular 
party-ish but now there are so many pinks and whites and sequins really are kind of everywhere yeah. Yeah. So. also it didn't make this list because it's perhaps a little bit obvious but not wearing black and navy I love that look I think it's yeah. so chic and people still ask about that all the time but whether they can wear black and navy together and the answer is yes you really mm. can finally it's been a pretty big week for fans of a certain TV show. The new series of Game of Thrones started again this weekend. It was on Sunday evening in the States, which meant 2 a.m. <laughs> Monday morning in the UK. So as we record our podcast on a Monday, as a Game of Thrones fan, I haven't watched it yet. So Heather, who is also a Game of Thrones fan, wrote a piece for the site defending the show a bit because despite the fact that it's loved by people the world over, I feel like people who don't watch it are really incredibly negative about it. And they're like, oh, it's not for me. You know, it's poo-pooed a lot. So... I want to know, does everybody here watch Game of Thrones? No. It's not for me. I actually wish I was into it because I want to be involved in the chats because there's quite a few chats Mm. in the office. Loads of my friends watch it. And I love getting involved in that kind of like culty thing. Mm. But yeah, it's just not for me. I've given it a go. Don't like it. Mainly for the reasons that Heather documented in her piece. Mm -hmm. There's quite a lot of shit acting in it. There's quite a lot (laughs) of ex-Hollyoaks stars, Mm, I feel. That is a bit rogue. Um, Not into dragons. I know they're not a massive part of it, but not for me. The first thing I I will say as a fan is you have to watch the entirety of the first season to get into it I did the same as you I watched 9 of 10 sacked it off came back watched the 10 and I was like oh okay I can do this and then you have to watch the entire first season before you get hooked I'm going to debunk some of those myths with the help of Heather's piece but I just want to know Pascal and Becky as well what is it about it that it's not for you well I like Astrid have watched a few from the first series I just couldn't. The acting is a big issue for me because they're all very dramatic and it's like, guys, chill out. <laughs> You've all got your little coats on. Like, I don't know, it just seems very dramatic. And also, I think one of the main points I found in here is there is way too much to catch up on if you get behind. I mean, it just seems quite excessive and it's very samey. It seems quite repetitive. But again, I have only watched two episodes from the first season two. and I know that that is not giving you it found a the first fair two episodes very samey, did you? <laughs> yeah, I found it a bit heavy bit gruff but yeah maybe if I stuck with it a bit more I would have a different opinion but Pascal oh I don't know I think I contribute quite a lot of the points in this <laughs> I hate made up languages mm-hmm. for starters don't need it I hate all the incest in it also I watched this first episode three times and I like yeah, but that's not so- <laughs> <laughs> but that's not how it works you can get into a TV show by re-watching the pilot you know sometimes when you're really hungover and you're reading a book and you read the first yeah. sentence like a thousand, a thousand times but you don't recognise it. Mm. <laughs> Every time I watch it, I'm like, oh God, what's happening? Like, I just don't get it. <laughs> okay. And too, yeah, too many episodes and everyone's a really bad actor. Like, don't want to call anyone out, but Maisie Williams, worst one. <laughs> it's a bit like Harry Potter where people are oh, yes. from a very young age, yeah. so therefore it doesn't make them... Or but she's not that young worth... anymore. No, that's what I mean. So therefore there's she no proof of whether they're going to be a good actor or not. Yeah. Because if you're cast when you're nine or something, <laughs> yeah. there's yeah. not a lot they can do about it when you're 20. <laughs> you know who was bad was Ben from Friends when he was a young child actor. Oh, oh yeah, he's quite good. good. And now I think he's a really good actor. Oh, I don't oh, think, I think what's he in now. It's Dylan Sprouse. Yeah, he's in Riverdale. Of sweet life thing. And we know how I feel about Riverdale. He was Ben. Yeah. I can't handle this. <laughs> well, there were two of them. Were ben. Wait, hang on, Pascal, maybe yeah. one of them was shit and one of them was decent. Yeah, because they were Riverdale. twins, weren't they? Well, yeah. you had word against Cole Sprout. <laughs> So, do you like Riverdale? Like do you know, it's a really guilty... I'm actually embarrassed. Let's not go there. <laughs> Back to Game of Thrones. <laughs> Back to Game of Thrones. Okay, so some of the things in Heather's piece include... There's too much to catch up on, is point yeah. number one. You guys, there's ten episodes... <laughs> 
per season. Is it like because... 67 episodes to catch up on though? Well, maybe in total, but most shows have like 24 episodes per season, don't they? If you watch yeah. like a Mad Men or a Sopranos or Grey's Anatomy, I don't know, there are like a lot of TV shows out there that have like long old seasons, but because Game of Thrones is such high production value, they're like individual movies basically. But you have to concentrate, don't you? It's not like The Office where you can just like put it on. <laughs> no, The Office is not what I would compare it to. <laughs> you have to concentrate, but I think people are like scared by it and think that you have to be so focused on it and all the details but it's a TV show it's not you know highbrow theatre it's not a complicated novel it is a TV show so like if you miss a detail like they kind of pick it up again for you because they know that it's mass market this it's not only for like the highbrow viewers out there I think the blokey thing I agree with it is quite blokey but mm. Pascal you think you don't like all the sex in I mean first of all incest is like one <laughs> yes <laughs> do you a favour and like everybody likes a bit of sex in TV like I don't think there's not anything not with like my brother or sister no 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 one's asking you to have sex with your brothers like yes there is a brother and sister who are incestuous in it which I agree is quite gross but they're not brother and sister in real life it's a TV show so <laughs> I'm okay with that I didn't actually say this before as one of my reasons for not liking it but when the first season came came out I was with an ex-boyfriend and I was at his family home for the weekend you know they were quite into Game of Thrones that kind of family they were like into the books and stuff oh, do you see okay. where I'm going yeah. so they'd like all gather around and watch it I really hope he doesn't listen to this podcast <laughs> anyway I'd never seen it before and I'd barely even heard of it and it's a scene when Peter Dinklage's character is getting a blowjob and I was just watching it with his entire family oh, God. And, um, yeah I think it kind of just left a perhaps it's not for everybody but I actually just think it's got it all everybody is so bogged down in the kind of fantasy elements of it the dragons are literally in it like four times ever it's kind of a subplot it's basically about humans struggling for like sex money power politics it's all those themes you know it's more interesting than most because there are so many characters so mm. you kind of get your people's back you root for them I love that they kill off people throughout they kill off main characters the whole way through it keeps you on your toes it's so unpredictable yeah I think that is a good thing you know yeah. so many TV shows you watch and you're like well I know he's not going to die because it's their main character whereas Game of Thrones don't give a shit they literally just <laughs> kill everybody so that is really refreshing because you're constantly engaged with it I really didn't have you down as a Game of Thrones no. but that's why I feel the need to spread the gospel yeah. about it because I've never watched like a Star Wars or a Star Trek or a The Hobbits any oh, of that oh, yeah, Lord, yeah. Of Lord of the Rings I've never watched anything like that but <laughs> Game of Thrones is not about you know like little hobbits and magic and stuff it's, it's about like people and sex and power I have to say like I agree with you on the the killing off people mm. I think that's like exciting yeah and I would be excited and also like the red wedding scene yeah very good and also the one where Jon Snow sorry yeah <laughs> I was literally about to say <laughs> and then these are the other episodes I like <laughs> Pascal can do a synopsis of each episode <laughs> <laughs> but also like the bit where Jon Snow is like there's loads of horses coming at him do you know the bit <gasps> I mean yes very dramatic that's very good mm. that's a sky advert they've like rolled it out quite a few times oh, they're yeah, also very yeah. proud of that yeah. <laughs> go on Jon Snow <laughs> because it's such big budget everything the graphics and the cinematography and everything are incredible so yeah that scene where Jon Snow is basically fighting against like mm. thousands of soldiers it's incredible please do watch season one the whole of season one if you're not sure and see what you think all right, I think that's just about it for this week. If you have any feedback, please do email us at podcast at sherlux.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And please do rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. Bye-bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.